if the audience is exactly the same, you can repurpose your marketing, you can repurpose almost everything. And then you just have like a different offering in the end. At the bottom of the funnel, you know, it's just a different offering. Do you want this or do you want that? Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 lead gen strategies checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we're hanging out with Farhad Khan. Farhad is an engineer turned entrepreneur. He builds membership websites for associations and has built some of the largest membership websites in Canada. He came up with the five-step member journey, which is used by many associations through, through his workshops. And he also has a uh, a SaaS platform that he's been able to develop in this niche. And he's also a graduate of YouGuru's U Academy Pro program. He's been accelerating his agency with U Academy for multiple years and is a really cool, fun success story that we get to talk to today. Farhad, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Brent. So paint me a picture of the business, the agency today. Like what, what does it look like? How many people do you have? You know, who's your target audience? All that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So uh, when we started working with um, U Academy, I think like we had only five people in the team and we grew that into a 25 people team today. So this is like phenomenal. Like I think back then, like if you asked me, like, would we ever grow to this like stage? I would say no, right? But it's a reality. It is possible, right? So uh, what we do right now is that like um, we actually are transforming from being an agency into a SaaS platform, like a SaaS company. And uh, so we have a, we work with professional associations. We have a product called Member Lounge. Uh, so we have been building membership websites for associations for the longest time. And then like, as we were building more and more membership websites, we realized that we were building the same thing again and again. So then like we turned that into a SaaS product. It's called Member Lounge. So Member Lounge is like one of the quickest ways for associations to build an engaging membership website for their membership. And then like it also takes their membership marketing on autopilot so that like they can just like focus on their content and member engagement just happens without them having to work too hard for it. So our like, so the transformation from like being an agency that was doing anything and everything and then niching into like one area, like Brent, if you didn't tell us, if you didn't push us, I would have never niched. If we did not niche, we wouldn't gain all the insights in the industry and our SaaS product would never have happened. Yeah, dude, I love it. You know, I hear from so many people on the front side of of choosing a target and, and niching down is like, oh, well, I, I just don't want to do that one thing and I just don't want to, you know, do that thing. I don't want to build, you know, association or membership websites, you know, all the time, right? And I always try to, like, help people see what could be on the other side of that. That, like, I think just as a species, we don't do well with boredom. And so we come up with better and better solutions. And hearing you go from, you know, building these individual websites and then going, okay, well, we're kind of doing the same thing. Oh, hey, everybody kind of needs the same thing. Hey, can we just turn this into a SaaS platform I mean, that's like the the dream evolution for me is is when I when I see companies niching and they start to really scale in a target market. 
I think you start to see opportunities that maybe are difficult to see without that expertise and without that unique knowledge that you'd only get from, you know, building 50 websites or whatever, 50 association sites um, in that space. So, so pre Yukarus, you were like totally not, I mean, you had some clients that were associations, but you weren't technically niched down. Is that right? Absolutely. So on, on our website event, like on the website, we would say like we build like any website, you know, like any client website built on Drupal and CVCRM and all that, right? So we didn't have any target market niche at all. So we were very generic. We were taking on any client projects. And then uh, I think uh, during the first couple of months, like when we went through the boot camp, I can't remember the name right now, but I think it was a boot camp. So when we went through the boot camp, there was one module and they're like, uh, the idea was to kind of like find your niche. And then uh, we, we we were struggling to find our niche at the very beginning, right? And then like we saw that, yes, we are doing well with websites and everything else, but like what is making us the most money? And that, that kind of like helped us dig into our data. And then like, which are the projects that helped us uh, grow the most and where, where did we deliver the most value to our clients? So we did an inventory of all the projects that we did. And we found that the membership websites are the ones that we were like doing the most, though we were getting more recurring revenue from them. And then also at the same time, the total addressable market, the market opportunity was bigger for us there. So we did have to like take a look at like all of that. Uh, it uh, So what we picked was not random. So we we did like do a market size. And now like, um, so now that we have niched and everything, we, are, we did like another deep dive in, into the market, right? So now what we're finding is that uh, we are not just working with associations, but we're working with healthcare associations. And healthcare associations are like, this is another beast of its own. So we already have, Pharma associations that we are working with, like our product member launch will be launched across thousands of pharmacies in Canada this year, including one of the big names called Shoppers Drug Mart. If you're in Canada, you will know this name, right? So, but like, like many, many like pharmacies will be using our product to engage with pharmacists. So, um, yeah. So as like, like the moment you start niching, so we didn't just niche, we niched within a niche. Mm. So the, like the moment you start niching, like all these like insights, you know, like you can uncover them. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. I don't know. I mean, I know some about associations and, and I know that I also don't know anything about associations, right? Like, I mean, I've done a lot of work with associations, but like, even just hearing you talk about like, okay, I'm, I'm working on membership websites or the types of businesses or organizations that, you know, membership is not just like, a, it's not a side thing. I mean, if for associations, it's, it's mission critical, but then taking that a step further and then realizing that within associations, there's like these, these really unique applications of web and internet technologies, right? And, and just knowing that, like that's a seven figure, I mean, multiple seven figure opportunity of, you know, helping medical. I mean, I assume there's thousands, tens of thousands of medical professionals. They all have to be part of different associations. There's membership fees, there's dues, there's, you know, uh, specific features or connections that they're looking for. Like there's a lot of problems that are probably really expensive and there's, you know, millions and millions of dollars out there to solve those problems. But the only way you'd ever know about that stuff is if you were like, 
real deep into the the deep end, right? Like you guys are seeing problems that me as an outsider, if I'm a generalist web designer and, you know, maybe I have one association as a client, like I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not able to, to uncover those insights. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like now we're at a point like where uh, we're trying to, um, raise some investment money like for the company you know like like the first seed round you know like we, I don't know like how this will go but we're just like starting the process and we had to do like a market sizing as a result and we found that like the medical association industry like medical industry is outside outside that but like this is like the medical association industry so pharma medical nursing you know so like if we like categorize all of them US and Canada is a $12 billion industry, right? And then we found that like out of the $12 billion industry, 70% of the market is behind. So 70% being behind means that's easily another $7.5 billion that is like an addressable market that we can reach out to. So like this is huge. Like uh, we want our... We have big dreams of being one of the top three players in the market in a $7 billion market. Like we don't know how that will go, but absolutely, absolutely. And just to like talk about that as well, like unless you go deep into a niche, like it's really difficult to like know what the problems are. And this is again, like one step at a time. So I remember long, long back, like when uh, we didn't have any content at all. We had no webinars, no nothing. I, I started the podcast, but this was just like dabbling with podcasting a little, you know, it wasn't like anything serious, not regular. I had five episodes, right? But the like working with you academy i think like i think like jen pushed me into doing my first webinar right so i was talking to like jen and they're like okay you just gotta go and do it you know if you have one person that one person is a potential client just like you know don't worry about it just go and do it and now we have probably done like 50 60 70 100 like how many webinars i have no count and uh we are at a, like and what we did is that like every webinar we did we learned something new and that improved the next webinar and like as we were doing that, what we found is that like we found a pattern that I think we tried with like f- uh, four or five different webinar topics to see which ones worked the best with our audience. And then we found that like the different types of content was kind of like uh, um, working with different like people at different stages of the funnel. So in the marketing funnel, we have the top of the funnel, you have bottom, you have like you have middle and you have bottom. So different content was resonating with different types of people. And the clients who needed the member portal they cared more about member journeys. They cared more about member experience. They cared more about like, like, like the overall user journey. So as we did the webinars, we uncovered that insight that doing webinars is not enough. You know, the right content like has to be there in front of the right person for them to bite. Right. So that insight was, I think, like valuable. We wouldn't like ever know that unless we actually started doing the webinars. And then like one thing built on top of another. So then we were like, hey, you know what? How can we take it up a notch, right? So then uh, for each webinar, when people signed up to our webinar, we asked a question, you know, like, can you please ask like, um, post a question about like this topic, right? What question do you have? And then people started posting questions. Now we have a library of like thousands of thousands of like our audience questions. And we know so much about them. Like we're at a point where we know about associations more than they know about themselves. I feel like because we have all this data that they don't have. Right. So now we are kind of like, and at the beginning, we were having difficulty categorizing all the responses and questions to see how we can actually use it meaningfully. And then ChatGPT came along. (laughs) I was like, I was like, waiting for it, waiting for it. Here comes the the punchline, the mic drop. And ChatGPT solved that problem for us. And ChatGPT solved the problem. So we, we fed like all that question, all that content into ChatGPT. Now we have patterns, we have sentiments and all that. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, and, that, and also now ChatGPT has all those patterns and stuff too, which maybe that's a topic for a different episode, right? Of of, of giving your IP over. Um, but, but I think the benefit is worth the cost. So like 
and, and there's there's so many layers to this because it's it's like you know we teach on our our free lead gen webinars like the five A's and you know you probably remember like audience awareness attract right? and that like audience and awareness piece is is really kind of where we're we're like hanging out right now which is like who's your who's your target market and then what are you using as a vehicle to get in front of them and I think there's 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 so many people that are like they I think they suffer around those two questions like you know, choosing their market, like, oh, what should my market be? And I, I love that you did some good, you did some due diligence. And and, it, and that due diligence, I think, has paid off that like directionally, you chose something with some good thought behind it and it, it did work out for you. But then there's been lots and lots of tax kind of along the way. But then understanding that your content that you use to build awareness for the agency is, is yes, it's about getting leads, but it is also about refining that message market fit, which on a long enough timeline should inform your offer. And it should it should be like this two-way street where you're out there, you know, creating demand. You're seeing those questions, right? If, if people are filling out those forms and you're talking about topic A and you keep seeing all these questions in in the the, the survey, right? That, that are other topics or they're different kind of angles or different seasons of that topic, like you know, that's going to start to inform like what kind of stuff you're talking about. And then ultimately, if that can improve your offer. I mean, I assume as you were out there selling websites, onesies to all these associations, right? Like every offer was getting slightly better as you were learning more about the market. And then, you know, at some point you obviously had to, to, to take the leap to say, we're not just building websites anymore. We're, we're, we're building solutions. And then, and then it was like, okay, now we're building a platform to help these clients. Uh, in, in that evolution. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess like something else like that actually happened as an agency is that like we were able to like fund our product development through the agency contracts. So we kind of like started like refining our like offering and then like we had some hypothesis that, you know what, our membership websites actually have these three or four areas that like that we need to like build again and again, right? And then like uh, we actually like won like think two contracts where the clients wanted exactly that. We said, hey, we, we can offer you this. The product wasn't built. There's nothing. We just showed them vision, right? So we're going to build this for you. We're going to do that, right? I think there was one mock-up event that we were kind of like throwing around, just a visual mock-up, nothing else, just a visual mock-up, right? And then like um, after that, like, so uh, while we're building the product, the first three clients, I think like they help us, like they help fund the like building of the product, right? So so they are they're kind of like our early customers. They have the early version of the product. And then after I think the fourth customer, we rebuilt everything, you know? So once we had like the fourth version, so they actually have like the minimum lovable product that they're still using and they still love it, right? But then like after the first, fourth one, we, I think we have something very, very solid, you know? So now this is like the same platform we're using for everyone else and this is way more refined. Yeah. So, so then, I mean, so talk to us a little bit about that transition from agency to SaaS. Because I mean, obviously like running a SaaS business in an agency business, I mean, they're two different business models. And I do see a lot of, people who incubate SaaS, it's like a side hustle within the agency. But I think one of the things that they oftentimes are missing is that that really deep target market where you start to see that your, your SaaS solution, like when you're all in in a market and then you start building a product or a product or service, right? I think the other stuff kind of starts to fall away and it's easier to focus on it and go all in on it. But like, how has that transition been? Because I, I know a lot of people that are doing SaaS within an agency they like struggle to 
either you know focus on one or the other, right? Either the SaaS becomes a huge distraction to the business and is not making them money, or the it is making some money, but then it it like pulls them away from the agency, but then they never really like cut ties with it. So like how where are you in that transition? Like you're still doing some agency stuff, but the SaaS obviously is becoming more and more important to you. Yeah, so I think the transition kind of like it was really like um, I think we planned it well, right? So it not like it wasn't at like random at all, right? So uh, what we did is that uh, when we were building the like SaaS product, the like the membership website solution, you know, so member lounge, we built some consulting around the member lounge platform itself, so that like until the SaaS product kind of like takes like takes off, you know, we were doing some agency work around the product. So we will build the product. We will do some workshop with it. We will sell some professional services, right? We'll help you create some content. We will do these workshops and that workshop, right? So like at the beginning, we were kind of like um, doing the agency consultancy, agency work around the product. So I think like, um, so that actually had like many benefits. Our target market was exactly the same, right? So the webinars were exactly the same. You know, the people that were attracting were exactly the same. So we do a webinar, you know, and our webinars, like uh, we, we had like uh, 70 to 100 people per webinar, right? So every, like every month we had two webinars. So that many leads were coming in like to our agency. So every single webinar, the market, the niche, like everything is exactly the same, right? So then it's up to the, like the, the people who we're talking to, it's up to them. Do you want a customized membership portal or do you want to use our platform? When this is the price difference, like a $50,000 custom portal as opposed to a, you know, like $2,500 a month, you know, SaaS, they always like want the SaaS, right? Yeah. So they actually, and, and they actually saw that and we told them, hey, you can like build it like from the ground up, like, and some people wanted it from the ground up, like a pharma association, they were like, no, 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 like we, we want our brand, we want everything, we want like very customized functions given the operations we have, right? So we will pay you, we will build the custom, right? But then like while we were building the custom, we were able to like build some like foundational things, you know, like for our like core platform. So one key thing is that like if the audience is exactly the same, that you can repurpose your marketing, you can repurpose almost everything, right? And then you just have like a different offering in the end at the bottom of the funnel. You know, it's just a different offering. Do you want this or do you want that? So that helped us out big time. And again, like I said, like the adding some consultancy agency revenue around the product itself was very powerful. Yeah. I, I feel like the like the word that's coming to me is alignment around the agency and the SaaS and the market. Like if you almost kind of draw that Venn diagram, like you've got a platform, you've got some services you can bolt on, but you also have that market that's that's keeping it like all together and aligned. Um, and, and I think sometimes like I'll see agency businesses incubate a SaaS that's like solving their own problem. Like, and I, and I hear that a lot, right? I don't know if it's because yeah. like 37 Signals and Basecamp, they like, you know, they were an agency and they, you know, scratched their own itch, right? They built a software and they spun that off into its own its own company, um, which I think can work. I mean, there's a, a handful of case studies out there, but I do feel like that kind of turns this thing into like, you have your market for your core business and then you have this other market and I know at least for us, when we were running uh, Hot Press, our, our first agency, like we were running the agency and then we were selling courses and training programs to agencies. And it was like riding these two horses, right? It was like very different markets, very different business models, a very different product, like the workflow to build a course and the workflow to build a website. Like, I guess they're both projects, but like it's it's a totally different ball game, right? And after like a couple of years, it was like, okay, like, I feel like I'm having, you know, I feel like I'm schizophrenic in the bit. Like, I'm like one day I'm this person, the next day I'm this person. I got to go back to the, you know, and it didn't work. Whereas I feel like with what you guys have done, it's 
the alignment's been there. Like you've got your target market, you keep going deeper. The web agency is supporting the SaaS. SaaS is supporting the agency. I know at some point, one of the, you know, you're, I, I'm assuming the platform, right? The SaaS is going to get big enough and have enough momentum that, you know, I'm guessing that the agency work will probably stop making sense at some point, or maybe it be, it just stays like the consulting and the services that like help. It's like the oil in the engine, right? Like it just helps the engine flow better. I know big companies like SendGrid and, and Microsoft, I mean, they always have kind of a services, you know, unit or maybe a partner program or something like that. But, you know, I think that alignment piece, you know, is, has been a huge secret for you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, like the alignment was like really key for us. And I think like Brent, you're, you're right. I think we will keep our agency for a very long time, mainly because what we're seeing is that like, even with our current like SaaS clients, we sell like a say 35k ARR like deal, you know, for a, for the, for the SaaS, SaaS platform. And they easily want more integrations. They want integration with other platforms and they want customizations on top of that. So like that can be handled by the agency side of the business. And those people like that team does that really well. So I, I don't see our agency more going away completely, but it'll be like, um, you know, like it'll be on top of the SaaS, you know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Hey, agency owners, are you looking for a strategic and reliable white label partner to scale your agency business? E2M is the number one white label partner for digital agencies when it comes to website design, web development, e-commerce, SEO, and content writing. E2M is trusted by over 150 agency partners and has been providing white label services for the last 10 years. Their team has over 170 experts and is on a mission to help 500 agencies increase their revenue and profit margins with impactful white label services. Check out their transparent and flexible white label pricing at e2msolutions.com forward slash gurus. That's www.e2msolutions.com forward slash u-g-u-r-u-s. E2M is currently running a special discount for 10% off for your first three months. Check it out now. It's available for a limited time. Dude, I love this, this conversation. I love checking in with you. It's been a while since we last spoke. Your, your success has been inspiring and motivating for, for our team, seeing you, you know, have this type of, of results. Uh, I just, I know it puts a big smile on our whole mentoring team and our member success team. Uh, do you have a few minutes to stick around for our lightning round? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to it, Farhad. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever received? Um, I think the best advice uh, that I have received was like one of the advice I will say that I got from you guru is like uh, a dirty reps. I think this came from Brent you, right? So dirty reps as in like uh, sometimes you you don't know how this will work. You don't know if this will really like go anywhere, but you have to do the reps again and again. And um, I think the beginning of that was with our webinars. You know, like the one webinar we... Um, I was like, you know what, like we haven't like done our agency well for a very long time. Like, what am I going to lose if I just like follow Brent for maybe five months, right? Or maybe one year. I don't have anything more to lose. Let's try it. Let's give it a shot, right? So... So the first few reps were so dirty, you know, the webinars <laughs> were bad. I sucked. I looked at the webinar and I'm like, what? why was I wearing that t-shirt on a webinar, right? So <laughs> I, I see all sorts of weird things. I didn't get a good haircut even. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that must so, be why the conversions didn't come through, man, it was because the haircut, right? The but, beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think like dirt, sometimes like you get a good advice and you will not like know if this will pan out, but you have to like start doing it. And once you start doing it, you can gain more insights and you can go deeper into it. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? So I think um, 
I, I wouldn't say such like one habit, but like building better habits in general, right? So I think like the building better habits is the key. And like, I, I, if there's one habit that I have to say, I think is reading a lot of books. So I'm like a voracious reader. I read a lot and lot of books. I, I read so many books, I find it difficult to retain. So now I'm like cutting down on reading and then I'm trying to apply more ideas, right? like less reading, more execution. But I think like, uh, but as I'm reading more books, I think the more good habits I can add to my life, the better I can like be as a leader, the better I can like help my team. So I think it's, it's, it's like in, like in there, right? So not just one habit, but like building better habits in your life and in your business. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yeah. So I think like, I, I can't think of like one internet like resource or tool, but I think like, um, what has what has really like helped me like grow over the years is like listening to a number of like different very good podcasts right so and uh, i don't listen to just like agency podcasts or just like tech podcasts i listen to like other very like like varied podcasts as well so uh, so so one of my like um uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to right now is from Dan Martell, you know, like, so, so Dan Martell is doing a really good job on the SaaS area. So I'm listening to his podcast and then like his podcast actually has guests who are like maybe, maybe a life coach, maybe another visionary, maybe someone else. So I will look up that guy and then follow his podcast, right? And then he has another guest and then I will follow another guy, right? So, so I think like, um, as opposed to like sticking to one podcast, like if you see that like, uh, in the podcast, you find good, guests who are coming and if you start following them and then see where the, where the rabbit hole goes, I think that has been like very powerful for me in general. And speaking of books, what book would you recommend? Since I just talked about habits and I'm pretty sure this may be like very common to a lot of people, I will say like Atomic Habits, right? So Atomic Habits is a very, very good book. I read it like many years ago. So like I think three, four years ago when I was like um, uh, just like getting better working with you Academy for sure, you know, like creating processes and systems and whatnot. I was looking at that book. I, I saw the book like on Audible. I'm like, you know what? Like I'm all, I already have good habits. What more can I learn from this Atomic Habits book, right? Like, I, I neglected it. And then someone posted on the you Academy like Facebook group that just finished Atomic Habits and so excited. I'm like, you know what? This person got something, so maybe I should read it. So I read it and it's a whole new game altogether, right? So if I didn't read that book, I wouldn't be able to build the habits that I have right now. But I think for entrepreneurs and another like a lesser known book, which is very old, I think it's like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill I kind of like has transformed my life, right? So one key area is that like uh, in that book, they mention like, like having enough savings in your life, right? I, and I was never a big saver. I would never save money, right? But then when I read that book, they like he, Napoleon Hill talks about like having enough savings to have a backup. So, uh, and I started doing that. And then I have like a huge portfolio now. If I didn't read that book, I wouldn't start saving and, and I wouldn't have a portfolio and the courage the confidence to launch a SaaS startup right now because this is very risky business. But now that I have a good like like financial backup, I don't have to worry about my pay or anything for a long time, right? So now I have the courage to launch a SaaS. Otherwise, I wouldn't take the leap, like Brent, honestly. Yeah, I love that, man. Well, if you're listening today and you want to get a recap of all the great resources that Farhad just mentioned, uh, we will link out to Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, We'll link out to Atomic Habits, big fan of James Clear. And that book, uh, I use his journal, which is is not like, I don't make anything off of that, but his Atomic Habits journal, big fan. It's uh, it's definitely a very good like dot journal habit uh, structured doc. 
And we'll link out to that. We'll also link out to Dan Martell. The man Dan Martell, he's, he's making a cameo in today's episode. So if you are interested, I mean, he's he's got so much good content. I mean, whether you're SaaS or not, I think Dan's a, a great guy to follow. And I love that hack of listening to the people that are, you know, that you like on those podcasts and then go become fans of them and really grow that that knowledge network um, beyond just one platform. Uh, so we'll link out to that. So um, yeah, man, that's, this has been so good for it. We'll also link out to your agency site. We'll link out to your SaaS. So if you're a medical association that needs a membership platform, or maybe one of your clients does, Farhad and his team, they got the solution for you. They are the experts on medical association membership websites with their member lounge platform. So that just, how do you compete with that? If you're in that space, man, you, you got to choose you guys. So, um, dude, this has been so much fun. Oh, oh, by the way, do you have, um, you can find that in the show notes stuff, yougurus.com slash podcast. Uh, Farhad, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Yeah, for sure. So um, on our website, gripe.ca, that is G-R-Y-P-E dot C-A, we actually have like a whole like member journey audit. So if any of your clients are looking to like in- improve their member engagement or anything, you like there's like a free download that you can get on the website. It's right on the homepage. Or if you want to kind of reach out to me, like just like have a quick chat, like feel free if you want to like... Uh, Make the, make the transition from agency to SaaS and want to chat more about that. Like I'm very active on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. It's like slash LinkedIn slash Farhat Khan. So yeah, so reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's the best way. Awesome. Well, Farhad, we will... Oh, so I was like doing the pitch for you, man. So I was like, wait a minute. I need to ask you how people can find out. So if you want to learn more about Farhad, uh, check out gripe.ca or if you're on the road or on, the, on your bike or running, just go to yougurus.com. If you're listening this week of, you'll see Farhad's picture up there at the top. Click on him and we'll put all those links in one place, including his social media. So go become a Farhad Khan uh, super fan and, uh, and check out everything that he's up to. So dude, this has been an awesome episode. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. All right, Brent. Thank you so much for having me and thanks for all the support over the years. Of course. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. We put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency.